May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do please sit down. Later today, um, there will be a baptism here in church. And it's sometimes easy for all of us to forget just how many baptisms that actually take place here because they usually take place at half past 12 after the service has finished. They are a really important part of the life of this church and of this community. Now, hands up if you remember your own baptism. I see a few of you do. Many of you, though, I am assuming, like me, would have been too young to remember. Is that true? I'm far too young to remember mine. I was nine months old. Some of you will have been smaller, some of you older. But many of us might remember more clearly the baptisms that we've been to, perhaps those of our own children, or our grandchildren, or godchildren, or friends' children, or even adults. But unless it's something that you do very, very often, like me, or Mike, or Ruth, or anyone, then actually it's, it's often that we don't remember the details beyond the bit gathered around the font with the pouring of the water. And that's okay, because actually many of us don't see them at all often, and many of us haven't seen them for a long time. It's been ages since we've had one in the 10 o'clock service. But at the heart of that baptism service, before we get anywhere near the font and the water, there is a part that is headed, the decision. And at this point, whoever is taking the service asks either the person who is being baptised, if they're old enough, or the parents and godparents, if it's a young child, they ask them six questions. And the first three are about all the things that you are choosing to turn away from, the bad things in the world, the things that trouble us. And the second three are the things you are choosing to turn towards, the light of Christ, Jesus as Saviour, and the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this has been very much in my mind this week as I have been preparing for this afternoon's baptism, but also as I read our readings today, because both Joshua and the Gospel reading have got a sense of decision about them. You can see Joshua offers that choice to the Israelites. He basically says, either you follow God or you follow the other ones. Just make up your mind. Choose today. Don't sit on the fence about it. Make up your mind. And then when you look at the Gospel reading, there is a clear challenge from Jesus to his disciples when he says of the crowd, well, they've all gone. It was too difficult. What are you going to do, you twelve? Are you going to go or are you going to stay? It's a decision. And it's a decision that at some point in our lives, we all have to face. We either believe or we don't. And we formally acknowledge that during baptism services. But obviously, as we all know, it is not that simple. There's more to it than meets the eye. As we read that gospel today, we hear that that Jewish crowd were offended by what Jesus was saying. We often talk about taking offence today rather glibly, don't we? I took offence at his tone of voice. 
or something like that. But when you look at the culture of Jesus' day, it is not a surprise that they were really properly offended. If you take his words literally, he was asking this crowd to drink his blood and to eat his flesh. Now, I didn't sign up for that sort of thing. I don't know about you. But don't forget that in a Jewish context, they were prohibited from eating meat with blood in it. In fact, consuming blood at all. This was truly offensive stuff. Jesus, as he does time and time again, was crossing a line. He was really challenging them. And of course, 2,000 years of church teaching and tradition and practice has got into our heads that we hear his words metaphorically. We recognize his words week by week as we come to the altar to celebrate Holy Communion and do this in remembrance of him. But I am pretty certain that that crowd gathered there on that day would not have seen it like that. I'm not surprised that it was enough to make them walk away. Bear in mind, there were 5,000 gathered only the day before this scene takes place. It should really remind us, as we read this passage, of just how shocking and difficult some of the teachings of Jesus are to accept. We forget, don't we? We're used to hearing it week after week. But for many people, for many of us even, what we believe is really hard. Some of the teachings, love your enemy, forgive, pray for those who persecute you, the power of God put to death in human form, weakness wins the day, the promise of eternal life. All these things on top of just accepting the very existence of God and of his son, are difficult to accept. And I sometimes think that as Christians, we don't talk about that enough. And that's why it's so often hard to explain our faith to those around us. How many of you have got friends or family who say, I wish I could believe like you. I wish I had your faith. I wonder how you answer them. But it is really important to remember that the decision to believe or not is not a one-moment, one-time thing. It often feels like that. But we have a constant choice to stay on or wander off the path. We have to make it again and again and again and again and sadly, again, <laughs> Because our faith calls us to consume the body and blood of Christ, to embrace his death and resurrection within that, and to live and die not for ourselves, but for others. And the more you understand, the deeper you go in your faith, the harder that becomes to do. The moment we first believe, it sometimes seems so clear, and we get flashes of that all the time. But then we go out into the world, or we open our newspaper, we turn on our TV screens. And it gets really tough, doesn't it? It's how 
many people can just seem to walk away from faith after many, many years of faithful belief. Because things happen in life, bad stuff. And we must constantly be re-evaluating our faith in the new light that it gives us. It is usually an opportunity for growth, for deeper understanding, for coming closer to God. But, like the crowd in today's reading, sometimes it's too hard. And so, in our life of faith, we come to many, many crossroad moments. And we decide again to believe or not. And then I think it's worth remembering that imagery from the baptism service. Remember that moment of decision when we ask if you reject the bad and turn to Christ. It is beautiful to imagine, and sometimes actually we do, particularly with children of a certain age, physically turn to face the light of the paschal candle, <laughs> which is there, to symbolise the notion of turning. Because every time you choose to turn to God, you choose to continue your belief. You are on that same journey that you started in your baptism, no matter how long ago that was, whether it was last week or 80 years ago. In COVID times, we've had to, as you know, change many of our practices in church. We've had to look anew at how we do things for safety to make people feel comfortable. And one of the things that came out was that we were no longer allowed to touch the water of baptism because only the person being baptised could be in contact with that water. And so we started to use a shell to pour the water with. Shells have often been used, but we now write the name on the inside to give to the family. Shells are a symbol of the pilgrim. They were used for the symbol because they were quite often picked up on the walk along the way and carried as a badge to show people they met on the walk what they were doing. And we give these to take home along with their baptism candle as a reminder that that baptism is the start of a journey, that they will be a pilgrim on it for a long, long time. I really hope they keep it. I hope they treasure it. And I do hope in years to come they remember that it's about the choice to stay on that road. Because I know that it helps me almost every single day as I come up against the things of the world. And now we've got into the habit of having a little bit of silence for your own thoughts at the end of the service, at the sermon even. And so perhaps, whilst we hold that silence today, you might like to think about something that has challenged your faith, either something that's happened in the past that you overcame or something that you're struggling with now. You might like to think about a time when you had to make a conscious choice to continue to believe. Maybe there's someone you know who is struggling with their faith right now, either to come to faith to start with, or who is struggling to hold on by their fingertips. However your thoughts are leading you today, take this time to offer them to God in this silence 
and see what God might say about it. Amen. <laughs>